Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Hey, we get it. You don't want to be hearing a progressive commercial right now. So let us tell you something you do want to hear. You are powerful. You're a warrior who bathes in your enemy's tears. Then you step out of that refreshing tear bath and into a bathrobe that somehow looks good on you. Yeah, you can pull off a robe. There. Don't you feel better? You'll also feel better when you save money for driving safely with Snapshot from Progressive. Mmm, savings you can use to buy more robes. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. If there were a world record award to give for world's greatest delay of game, it would definitely go to 2020. But even though MLB had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Right now, Indeed is offering listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com SBMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash SBMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Hey, Craig. Good to see you, John. How are you feeling? I'm good as the AC turns on right behind us. That's right. I've been told several times now that I need to stop commenting on noises that we hear during the podcast because these are very localized microphones and they're never heard they never hear the coyotes howl right they, they never hear the skunks rustle they didn't hear the guy sneezing to death the sneezing man um, they never hear the helicopters flying by my air conditioning kicking on anything like that as a matter of fact we should just leave the volume on the padres game probably right we could um i want to tell you about my night i had a rough night which night was this last night last night i'm coming off a rough night so tell me more. Here's how this started. Uh, I got challenged of sorts uh, on Twitter uh-huh. by some p- uh, people that I imagine are listeners of this podcast, followers okay. of me, Padres fans that are followers of me on Twitter. Okay. Invited me and Chris Garcia at Sports Brain. Yes. For some reason, him and I to join their indoor soccer team. Sweet. Which you have an interest Wait, in already. Wait, is this Bernadette yes, and, and correct, Ricky? Correct. This is Bernadette and Ricky. Okay. Uh, and someone else named- You're on Bernadette and Ricky's team? Well, I'm going to get into this. So I get I get invited onto the team. And I'm like, well, unlike other people on Padres Twitter, when I get an athletic challenge, I win, lose, or draw, no matter how I think it's going to go, I'm up for it. Okay. So I reply to this invitation- 
does it matter that I've never played soccer before in my entire life? <laughs> and I'm told, no, doesn't matter doesn't at all. Doesn't matter. It's practically a beer league, is what I'm told. Okay. And I'm, like, I'm like, well, this sounds fun. Yes. Beer league indoor soccer. Count me in. Sweet. So First uh, step on the road to the soccers. So before I even went, yesterday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know I work from home, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I do know that. Power goes out. Oops. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. Uh, I wait. Three o'clock, still out. Four o'clock, still out. Five o'clock, kids home from daycare. Wife's home from work, still out. Make dinner, basically by flashlight. Nice. For the wife, the kid. And I'm like, I would love to hang out and, and help you out here, but I promised I'd go play indoor soccer at this for this beer league. Wife totally understands. I jump in the truck. I drive to Santee. And I get there, and I meet Bernadette, and I'm hanging out with the team. Chris Garcia no-shows, by the way. Oh, the ghost. Completely no-shows. And then- uh, Everybody I'm, hates him anyway. I'm standing around, and I'm watching the game before ours, and I'm like, this doesn't look like a beer league. <laughs> they seem to know what they're doing. This seems like pretty serious, fast-paced soccer, and remember- Never played soccer before in my life. I watch it. I understand it. Yes. Never played. I'm watching and I'm like, well, I'm going to get embarrassed. But that's fine. Totally fine getting embarrassed. And then someone says to me, where are your cleats? Like, what cleats? I don't own cleats, Craig. I play basketball and I run. Where are your boots? I don't own cleats. Where's your kit? So they're like, where are your cleats? And I'm like, I don't have cleats. And like, I can tell this person who's asked me the question like stifles back a laugh. Yeah. And then goes like, I'm sure you'll be fine. As they're like eyeing my ACLs aware that they're going right. to explode, right? right? And I'm like, well, this is just going to get worse and worse as time goes on. But that's fine. <laughs> I'm up for it. I'm down for the challenge. I accepted being a right. part of this team. Yes. Then someone comes up to me and goes, no shin guards? Yeah, what about your shinnies? I'm like, my what? I mean, you've never played soccer, but I mean, you've never even noticed what the soccer players wear? Craig, I was told it was a beer league. Yeah, you, but still, you're you going to get they kicked wear in the shin. Well, so that's the thing. So they're like, do you wear your shin guards? I didn't know I needed shin guards. Oy vey. I'm like, it's a beer league. Who's running around kicking me in the shins in a beer league? But I will gladly accept the pain. I deserve it, apparently, because no one told me that I was supposed to bring shin guards because yeah. apparently I was just supposed to know that a freaking beer league soccer game inc- involved shin guards. You're but an I'm active like, nightmare. I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it, and if someone shatters my shin guard, oh. that's no one's fault but my own. Right. I will live with this. It'll be yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. It'll be fine. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like this will be fine, and you know what I need is a beer. Right. So I go up and I get a beer. I mean, you had the league for this beer. But where's league. the beer? I go and I get the beer and I'm drinking the beer and I look around. And I realize no one else on the team is drinking no, a beer. They're all drinking sports drinks and water. They're drinking sports drinks and water. And like someone looks at me and they're like, "Drinking a beer, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "I drank a beer before a game once. Didn't go well." I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> this is all 
Wrong. So fun. The person that I was supposed to come with didn't not show there. up. Not showing up. Uh, my my shins are apparently going to get shattered. Uh, my ACLs are going to tear because I'm not wearing the proper shoes. No one told me. You know what? I got a message earlier today that said, make sure you bring money, a black shirt, and a white shirt in case we need to change. No one said anything about cleats or shin guards. It was assumed because since you were six, you knew that. If you had played. I never played. I told them I've never played soccer. The only time I've ever worn cleats in my entire life was Little League Baseball. I've never played soccer in my life. You needed to communicate I've never had shin guards on. Ever in mind, I don't know what it feels like. Uh-huh. I don't know. I I just I've never had my shins kicked for like. Except and it's really more the ball than pe- I mean, people could kick you, but it's also more the ball. Uh, that's fine. So anyway, I decide as bad as this is gonna be. I got the wrong shoes. I got no yep. shin guards. I'm drinking beer. Everyone else is drinking Gatorade. Yep. Yep. They're stretching. I'm just standing you've there. You've prepared for the soccer celebrity halftime show is what you've prepared for. That's the for. thing. <laughs> they said beer league, Craig. What I'm thinking is that. I'm like, this is going to be fun. I've watched these people wander around right. the field and occasionally kick the ball and then celebrate at the end with tequila. Oh. I'm ready for this. And I, e- even with all of this, I'm ready to step onto the field and earn my comeuppance. Yes. And someone, Ricky, turns to me and he goes, you know they don't let you on the field if you don't have shin guards. And I was like, no, I didn't. If I didn't know... That, 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 that I was supposed to bring them. <laughs> yeah. How would I know that they're not gonna let me on the field without? So I ended oh, up standing Ricky. next to Bernadette, uh, who was injured, who also had a beer, and we drank a beer while we cheered on the team. And now I have to make a decision, Craig. Do I want to buy cleats? Do I want to buy shin guards? No, it's deeper than that, because these people have been so warm and kind. And they've they've invited me to their group chat now, where they discuss the team and okay. strategies. And they're like, "We re- you're a part of this team." Someone else wanted to join the team today, and they're like, "You he can't." Gennaro's taking that spot. And meanwhile, my wife's like, "Excuse me, cleats, shin guards. You need the the, the socks for the shin. How much is this costing for you to go embarrass yourself on a soccer field in Santee like with people you fifty dollars? With like no people you don't deal. even know. Oh, cool! I'll, I'll just get it from you. You, you uh, come on. The soccer's have to have some spare cleats, shin guards, uh, you know, I mean, socks. I like, know a guy who you know, knows a guy. You, you know. could you could sponsor me. I'll wear soccer socks. I don't think we want to put our brand on your game. Give it to the other. Who do you who do you not? <laughs> I'll give me your your biggest rivals, and that those are the socks and the shirts and the shoes the I will wear. The newest Ontario Fury representative. Everyone's John gonna Gennaro. look at everyone's gonna look at me. And be like, wow, man, the Fury are just awful. Oh, if this guy's anyway, Coach Lou Banter time check eight thirty. It was a long story, but I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very funny. I'm not going to yell at you about this needing to be a short podcast this week because I just took eight minutes to talk about my indoor soccer career. Make the Padres great. Again, we are underway. We are at the summer studio, which has been dutifully adorned. With chalk, with, with the baby's chalk, it's been written down. Hashtag MTPGA Summer Studio. I took a picture. You took a picture. Did yes. you tweet yours out? I have not yet, but I will. Same. I will we'll when have, the time we'll have comes. We'll competing. 
By the time you hear this, it's been tweeted at 619sports at John M. Gennaro. And you know why I was okay with wasting eight and a half minutes talking about indoor soccer, Craig? Yes, I do, my friend. It's because of this. Each year, you don't know when this day is going to arrive. Some years it's been in May. (laughs) Some years (laughs) it's been right around now. But into many a Padre season, there comes the time where you realize you just don't care as much as you used to. And there's a name for this. It's called the Dog Days. I thought. The dog days are here. I thought you were going to make some sort of joke about, like, this is the point in the season when we actually flush. Like, <laughs> dog days is better. These are the dog days, and which reminds me not to get on a banter, Eddie, but uh, back a long time ago when I was the producer for a show on the Mighty 690 called Coaching Conan with Coach Quintera and Dennis Conan McKnight, who used to play for the Chargers and hated baseball. We used to do all these baseball interviews, and he would, like, lay on the floor twisting his hair. He hated it so much. But every single time, and it would be, like, the first week in April, his first question of every baseball interview ever always was, when does the grind really set in? When do the dog days start? (laughs) (laughs) So he was used to Padres baseball. And it's so true, you know— the dog days are the moment when you can feel yourself that the team has pulled the ripcord. They're just, yeah, they're just playing them out. Yeah, they're just, they, they're they just there for the paycheck. Yeah, they know they're not going to win. They know they're not going to get even probably to 500. And, you know, some people criticize Manny Machado, who just got a double, uh, for giving like 90% effort in the important parts of the season. And I think right now he's given about 65% effort. So it's basically since Tatis like, twisted his back and they were like, we're going to shut him down for the year. Machado's like, oh, that's my sign. That's my sign that I can really well, have Well, he hasn't it. been hitting. I don't know if he hasn't put out effort. He but hasn't been hitting. I Well, here's an optimistic thinking. I think it's because he's not trying that hard. And honestly, I don't want him to. Like everything Manny Machado can do right now to stay fresh and healthy for the next nine years of that career, I want him doing. Or I, I guess in this case, not doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I, I think performance based can always be attributed to effort. Uh, Machado's really hit poorly the last month. Now he's starting to barrel the ball. What's a, the, a I, lot I, more. I, was, I was listening to the radio the other day. It was uh, August 26th, maybe the 25th. And Machado had just hit his first home run in August. Right. And I, th- I don't think he has one since. Well, yeah, he didn't hit one yesterday. And now today is the 27th. And he hasn't hit one today. He hasn't hit one today. He just hit a ringing double in the fourth inning. So that's right. nice. Yeah. He's had some hard-hit singles of late. Uh, hey, the Padres are playing out the string. So the question to turn this from just, yeah, we've noticed, like you, Padre fan, that the season isn't as fun as it used to be. The discussion topic for a podcast is what can be made of this time? What should the Padres be doing experimentally to make use of this time? I think they're doing some of those things, such as playing Francisco Mejia in left field, trying to see if they've got a fit there. So I thought it was... I I don't know if this is just bigger because I know some of the the behind-the-scenes stuff, but A.J. Casavell yesterday pointed out when the lineup came out and he was in left field again that this is no longer just like we're experimenting with Mejia 
in left field here and there as a spot starter. He's like, it is obvious that they do not view him as a catcher anymore. They're trying to find out what his position is, which means they're kind of hoping it's outfield, which means they're not real confident that it's catcher. And at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of internal strife with the Padres because the team was going, he's not a good catcher, but we want his bat in the lineup. And Mejia and his representation was saying, he's a catcher. He, all he wants to do is catch. If you want him to do something else, you're going to piss him off. He's a catcher. So now comes probably a little bit of struggle, but maybe not. But I would imagine there's going to be a little bit of struggle between his representation saying, if you don't want him as a catcher, send him somewhere else, which may have been how they got him from Cleveland to begin with. But at this point, if you're a Padres fan or you're the, the San Diego Padres, why not try it out? Because... There's no reason not to. Here's my train of thought on this. Okay, on one side, I'm I do agree with when you say why not, there's no reason kind of not to. At this time with Austin Hedges on the team, you've got a viable thing you can put at catcher, so you can play Mejia in left field. Will Myers is not hitting enough even now to justify taking the left field position on an everyday basis which is, you know, really scary and something I'd like to discuss a little bit later in a different format. Um, that format being me shouting to myself in a closet later tonight when it's really, really dark. But the here's my concern, and it's kind of Myers-esque in a way. Are the Padres an inelastic organization? Are the Padres an organization that have a hard time figuring out the best way to maximize their players? So... It's interesting that you say this. Um, we got it. You did a tweet earlier asking for questions, anything people wanted us to discuss, and someone was asking what t- what kind of return could they get if they traded away Austin Hedges, right? And I was thinking to myself, like the main reason that they didn't trade Austin Hedges away. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This season at the trade deadline, was not due to lack of interest, even though he had some pretty pathetic uh, hitting numbers. I think they have this genuine fear 
that if they send him somewhere else. This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. My name's Barry. I live right above you. I don't host parties. I host after parties. They're like parties, only louder and nobody goes home. You can see right here I ripped out all the carpeting because it was holding me back with my pogo stick. Man's got a pogo. Oh, I'm a prankster. I'll grease up a soda can, and then when somebody grabs it, boom! <laughs> Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor, but we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. And that team can just turn that one final switch and turn him into like a, a decent hitter, he becomes one of the better catchers in the league. Right, right like away. In, yeah. in, in baseball, and what they don't want to do, not that they traded away Grandall because they thought he was bad, but what they don't want to do is have a, a an uncertain catching position and have two of the best catchers in baseball out there on other teams as former Padres that are, like, young and tearing up the league either offensively or defensively with enough offense to stay on the... Like, I think they're just so afraid of, like, we can't figure out hedges, but someone else might. And, like, that right there, the fact that they know that about themselves tells you that they're, like, they know they're bad at maximizing people's potential and they know that there's not a solution. They don't even believe that they can solve that. I have a feeling. Okay, I, I think there's multiple contributing factors, but I think that, A, if Mejia had been traded to a Padres team that didn't have specifically Austin Hedges as the other catcher, yeah, people wouldn't be making as big a deal out of Mejia's defense. Right, because they make a small deal out of it, not a big deal. Right, because there'd be the the drop off would be next to nothing. It would be less noticeable, especially in that Hedges combines great defense with charisma. So he's been a charismatic person. He's attractive. People like him. Great on radio. You know, he's right. he's never hit, but he's also had so many defenders, both in the Padres organization and in the press that have always talked about just how great he is defensively, and how he's so great that, therefore, he's worth more, even though he doesn't hit, than most players. So this guy, this guy's had the ability to build up a reputation as basically a 195 hitter to that he's so, so, so valuable. Well, if the Padres just had Johnny X as their catcher instead of this guy who's had this particular stew of narrative plus talent... Uh, then I don't think they'd be picking on Mejia's defense much at all. I think people would be really happy with how he's developing as a player, and it would be no big deal. Instead, we've got now Mejia. My one fear is in danger of kind of drifting confidence-wise, as it's now you're a left fielder, now you're a catcher. You know, Will Myers was a first baseman and all-star. Now you're a right fielder. Now you're a third baseman. Now you're a center fielder. Now you're a left fielder. You know, and and he's never caught back again. I actually do think you're you're right in that. I mean, you're right in everything you said. 
Um, I've been very impressed with Mejia from the start of the season to now. I think as a hitter, he's progressed. I think as a defender, he's progressed a lot. I think his confidence has progressed a lot. Um, I mean, you remember earlier in the season when I was saying, just turn him into a second baseman. He's not a catcher. Just turn him into a second baseman. Yep. And I don't feel that way anymore. I feel like he could be a good catcher. Um, Yeah, there's, again, I feel like a lot of this is being driven by a fear that Hedges is better than their able to get from him right now right and i think they're just like well we'll try this with hedges and we'll try this with hedges and we're not going to send him somewhere else because we think he's going to turn into a really really good player but we don't know how to get that player out of him and so we're just going to hold on to him and we're going to give him chances and we're not going to let him sit on the bench because we know how much the pitchers love throwing to him and he steadies the infield defense and et cetera et cetera all of that stuff it matters but i think their fear of what hedges can be is driving a lot of like, well, let's see if Mejia can play left field. And this is going to be, Padres fans, our primary fear for the next, I'd say, three seasons, which is this is a franchise that has built up the number one farm system. This is a franchise that has kind of done what we've asked them to do the last couple, three years. They've not traded away anybody prospect-wise. They've hoarded. They've gotten more, more, and more. Well, I wanted them to trade away Kirby Yates, but yes, right. no, oh, yeah, I they, mean they, they, they didn't the trade prospect. away prospects. Yeah, yes. they didn't. They traded away veterans. They didn't, never traded away prospects, right? And so they've got this overflow, right? Where okay, Urias, we think is developing and really showing signs to be the everyday second baseman. Owen Miller is on the way. Uh, Xavier Edwards is on the way. C.J. Abrams is on the way. All these players are kind of stacking up, and they can't all play for the Padres, and you can go around the outfield, you can talk about the pitching staff, you can talk about pitchers like, uh, I think he was mentioned in one of our questions online, Banuelos uh, down there who throws super hard. You know, is this a kid that could be an answer in the bullpen? Maybe, and yet you're also going to trade some of these players to get more proven major league assets to improve the team faster or to attempt to do so. And so what what I'm driving at is the fear. You talked about the fear. That's going to be the fear for Padres fans and the Padres front offices. Do we make the right choices? Do we keep the right guys or did we trade away the good guys and keep the wrong guys? And that's going to drive the next three years. I think that's going to be our biggest fear. And I think... I think it was the Gwintelligence podcast, and I don't remember if it was David Marver or someone else who who said it, but I remember someone saying, the path from here to a championship is going to involve trading away some prospects that turn into really good players. Sure. Not every prospect you trade away is going to be a bust, and not every prospect you br- or player you bring in is going to be great. You're going to have to live with the fact that some of these prospects that you trade away are going to be really good somewhere else. And you have to put that out of your mind and just make the trades for whatever your reasoning is otherwise. Don't worry about being embarrassed. Don't worry about a five year from now someone looking back and going, well, they gave up, you know, they gave up this huge prospect to get this bullpen arm. Like sometimes you just have to make the trade that you have to make when you make it. Um, and that's, again, that is, I believe the path between here and championship is like, sometimes you're going to have to, but they're not there yet. Like you start giving away 
prospects you think might actually be good when you're ready to fill in holes on a championship team. And I don't think they're they're anywhere close to that yet. I believe it's going to begin this offseason, though. I believe that process is going to begin this offseason. Trading away prospects for like, oh, let's get rid of Urias and bring in Noah Syndergaard or whatever. Right. The... Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the easy one because people have talked about that. That's but it could why be I anything. went to that. That's why yeah. I went to that. It could be anything, right? If there were a world record for world's greatest delay of game, it would definitely go to 2020. But here's the thing. Even if your MLB team got to take a break, your business didn't. And hiring has to keep moving, even when the game stops. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because it connects you to the best candidates fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you payment flexibility and full control over your hiring. So you only pay for what you need. Plus, you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Indeed also gives you powerful tools to make your search easier, like sponsored job posts, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. 73% of online job seekers visit Indeed each month. Maybe that's why over 3 million companies have trusted Indeed to help bring on the important hires that keep your business moving. Right now, Indeed is offering listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com SBMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash SBMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. The protests against police violence in America have become one of the largest movements in American history with the help of access to cameras, social media, and internet organizing. But when images of police violence go viral, they affect everyone, from the people who record them. I was confused, but I was enraged at the same time. So I had to use my mind, take a step back, and keep using the camera that I used. To the people who watch them in their news feeds. And we're getting our first look at police body cam video showing the tasing and arrest. The Verge's new multimedia project, Capturing the Police, explores this national reckoning by talking to the people on the front lines. This incident really changed how our community really does things because everybody really took a part in taking a movement and making it into something else. You can view the entirety of Capturing the Police, the videos, the reports, the guides, the interviews at TheVerge.com. A quick sub-discussion topic. Austin Hedges, I think after our last podcast, not 100% about that, but had his uh, Kevin Acey story where he talked about how he really thinks he should be playing every day. and I didn't read it. And the value he drives to the team. Uh, Marty Caswell at Fox Sports San Diego Extra 1360. It's not a mouthful at all. Uh, she put up an interview with Will Myers that she did Monday and, and played on the, sh- on the Darren Smith show on Tuesday, where when asked about taking over a, a, a bench role, basically, he did start off by saying it's very strange. He said, yeah, it's very strange. But he very quickly pivoted to saying, but, you know, it's great to see guys like uh, Frankie Mejia and, and Josh Naylor come up and get 
uh, get their opportunity, and it's great for them, and I want to be there for them. And so it's great to see Frankie get that chance. It's great to see Naylor get that chance. And, you know, I'm glad to, to do that. And so I'm going to be a good teammate, and, you know, paraphrasing. And, and it was really kind of a jovial acceptance, you know. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not playing, but, you know, these guys are playing and good for them. As opposed to Hedges. It was accepting his new role. Yeah. As opposed to Hedges going, I'm not going to accept that role. Which attitude do you prefer, John? Well, um, both. That's what I mean. You know why Hedges has that attitude? Why? Because, as I said, and don't think he's not aware of this and the other players aren't aware of this and the Padres aren't aware of this, there are other teams in Major League Baseball that would love to have Austin Hedges as their starting catcher. Love. There's no other team in Major League Baseball that is interested in having Will Myers on their roster with that contract. Right. Austin Hedges, making the money he's making with that type of defensive value, and there's 10 teams in Major League Baseball that probably think that they can turn Austin Hedges into a 240 hitter, and that's more than enough with that defense. Sure. And their pitching staff would be over the moon to be able to throw to that guy six days out of the week. So when you are undervalued by your team and coveted by other teams, you absolutely should stand up and say, I need to be the starter here. Because if you're not the starter there, is that a coyote? Is that a skunk? I don't know, but it sounds like both. Is that a neighbor? I don't know. Neighbor would say something. Um, (laughs) Let me stand up and just... You let me know if there's a coyote. Okay. Um, I I Is think that, that was Austin Hedges' way of saying to the Padres, if you don't have interest in me as your starting catcher, trade me. Get me out of here. Because someone else does, and I would be happy to cash their checks instead of yours. Will Myers was saying to the Padres, like, I will gladly cash your checks. Right. Please don't murder me uh, in, in, in some sort of plan to get out of this contract that you signed it's me. a lousy plan. Right, like, do not hire an assassin to come after me uh, to, to get out of this contract. The scene, A.J. Preller's office, darkened windows with blinds drawn. Hey, boss, I got an idea. We can't trade him to the Reds. I told you, we can't trade him to the Reds. Not this time. It's a better one. We're going to trade him to the team he can never come back from. We're going to trade him six feet under, boss. <laughs> He'll be off the books forever. Forever! You get to keep all your prospects. Um, So I, I, think, I think that's Will Myers' way of saying, I'm not an idiot. I understand that I'm not worth this contract. Uh, what, what do you need? What, you, you, your your grandmother need a ride to the airport? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you want me to go get coffee for everyone? I can pick up the coffee. Right. Like I'm I'm cashing this twenty million a year check no matter what. Yeah. What do you want it to be for? Like you need I, me I'll, to drive an SUV? Like go, you know, if we need to quickly wash a uniform. Right. Yeah, I can take care of all of this, guys. I you, I think you're right. I think that Myers has accepted his life as a secondary ball player, and I think for a Padres franchise that apparently, or at least 
they're saying that they don't have the flexibility to go at a major contract like a Garrett Cole. The reason for that would clearly be that Will Myers goes from 3 to $21 million next year, and you're going to pay $21 million for the guy to drive the SUV, pick up coffee, and be a neat mentor to all the great players that are coming up through the team. Yeah, like, I'm not going to be super surprised if, like, this offseason or, like, spring training next year, you see a report that, like, hey, Will Myers has been taking grounders at first, third, second, short. He's taking uh, fly balls in all parts of the outfield. He threw on the catcher's gear once, and he told... I, I almost said Andy Green. He told whoever the Padres manager, Joe Madden, Rod Barajas, Joe Madden, wherever you need help, I'm your guy. Just tell me where to go, coach. Put me in, and I'll help the team in some way, shape, or form. Like he's just—he's gonna be the guy of like, I'll do anything because I'm getting paid twenty million dollars to do something that obviously I'm not capable of doing right now. <laughs> Fair enough. So I think that actually kind of does answer the question that was asked about what is what do we think Hedge's value is? Would it be fair to say it like this? You take the intriguing potential of Austin Hedges. You pair it with one MLB ready player. So, you know, Urias class, what Fran Mil Reyes was, Hunter Renfro is that thing, right? One MLB-ready player. Boy, people moved into, like, maybe we should trade Renfro pretty quickly. No, I'm not saying... I'm just putting a class together. Okay, I'm not saying right. I want to trade Renfro, okay. uh, necessarily. But, ML, you know, Quantrill is one of these players. Like, an MLB-ready player with... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The intriguing potential of hedges. And one more prospect. This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Zimbabwe. The broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South. Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch to history, progressive history. today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports update was brought to you by Progressive, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. That should be enough, shouldn't it? To get a to get a great pitcher? I don't know. I I never know like trade values in baseball don't make any sense to me. I think that's enough. It's probably because enough. there's so much prospect value these days. So you give him a good prospect, you know, a, a top 20 in this organization prospect with hedges. And who are we trade with? To? I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I think that package is enough to get a really good, a really good thing in return. Are there any really good pitchers on left on like bad teams? Because I feel Surely. like that's that's who you're talking about trading for. So you're not getting anyone from Houston, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, the Yankees. You're probably not getting anyone from Tampa. You're probably not getting anyone from, anyone from Oakland. That would be more than enough to get the last year of Trevor Power. I think if the Reds wanted to trade, which they don't, it looks like they're building. But Go get I think Mike that'd be Minor. enough to get Luis Castillo. I, that'd be way more than you'd need to to get Mike Miner. I think. Did but you, did you say they get Luis Castillo for that? I think potentially, but not not. I'm just saying that kind of level of player. I don't really think the Reds are, are trading. I don't want to. That's preposterous, right? I'm yeah, just saying that that's enough to get the Cindergard again if the Mets went the other direction. We'll see. You we'll know, see. We'll see. Chris Paddock is falling apart. Yeah. It's been really ugly. The Red Sox game was really ugly. Do you recall what I said? Shut him down? No. Make him a reliever. Okay. So, like, a month ago, uh, I said... To, to limit his innings to where they needed to be limited to. Yeah. Uh, and keep him around the team for the rest of the season. You turn him into uh, an opener. That's right. Make him an opener. And you, you have him you have him open for like Lauer. The, right. the soft tossing left. Well, these right? this inelastic organization, the Padres, they're not going to do anything innovative like that. Absolutely not. But what I said the last time, I think the last time we were in this this backyard when when you had a couple pops before we had a couple pops. Yeah, that's true. Is if you look at Paddock's probably why I forgot this. If you look at Paddock's entire <laughs> season, yeah, anyone can have two really good months. If you look at his entire season, he's been worse than Lauer. He's been worse than Lucchese. And as a matter of fact, I believe it was our good friend Harold James Preller who pointed out to me afterwards he's actually been worse than Lucchese was last year. In Lucchese's rookie season, it's great. The way he came out was great. And I want to lead this into the conversation about ceilings with Quantrill and everything, which I'm sure you saw. What Paddock did to start the season was amazing. 
And I still think what he showed you is he's got ace stuff. He's got ace temperament. At the end of the day, when you look at this rookie season, you have to see the context of this was not a great season. And if you think this is a historically great season for the San Diego Padres, then you are saying some really, truly wonderful things about Joey Lucchese, <laughs> who to this point has been overall over the course of a season, which is how we judge players over right. the course of seasons and careers. Lucchese's been the better pitcher. And this year, Lauer's been the better pitcher. I think Lamette's been a better pitcher than him, although with with a smaller sample size. Well, really, you can break it down, as our good friend Zach Bunt Dustin did, into four quadrants, which is hot, cold, hot, cold for Paddock. Is that is that how his pattern has gone this yeah, year? Yeah, his first seven starts were amazing, and then like his next four or five were terrible, and then he took the break, and then he came back, and then he was really good for like five or six starts, and then since then he's been awful, and his ERA's gone up over a run in that time I've seen his fastball which was already pretty straight straighten out even more I think everybody now knows the two pitches so there's not the surprise value it's still a great changeup, but there's not the surprise value people can sit the other thing well, is you can, you know he's not throwing nothing but change-ups and the curveball uh, there was there was a, a post on Gasland Ball when I was running it for like three weeks um, that uh, this guy, I think his name was Michael Augustine, uh, did showing that when Paddock throws the curveball, he literally throws it from like a different arm slot. So you can see it coming from a mile away. So if you're a hitter going up against Paddock and you know he's got a straight fastball and sometime during this at bat, he's going to throw it. And you know he loves to challenge people by throwing it in the strike zone. Right. You sit waiting on the fastball. Well, and that's the other thing uh, that was pointed out with Dustin's research is that he's hitting the middle of the plate a lot, Chris Paddock. I think it was Mudd and, and Orsillo that pointed out uh, that he, his, the the worst numbers for him as far as batters having success um, by count was 0-2. Yeah. He was worse than an 0-2 count than any other count. Yeah, because he's, he's not great yet at nibbling. He's not great at putting it just a little bit away from where it needs to be. Instead, he's always been that hoss, that sheriff. I'm going to blow it past just you. Just blow it past you, exactly. And now it's getting blown back the other direction, and it's an adjustment that needs to be made. Could it be made? Absolutely. Of course. Did Peavy need to make adjustments from very early Jake Peavy to where he became a Cy Young winner? Absolutely. When people look at Paddock and go, you'd be a dynamite closer with that fastball change-up combination, are they wrong? I mean, they're not wrong. Most most really good starters would be right, dynamite Right, but that's the point, John. That's the point. There's so much more value in, in being even a 175-inning starter. These days, that seems like an ace, right? <laughs> uh, but there's way more value in that than in... Just ask Kirby Yates, who's pitched like five innings in the second half, right? There's a reason that they and other teams continue to try and turn Andrew Kashner into a starting pitcher, despite the fact he was a very successful reliever, because he's got way more value coming out and giving you five, six innings like that, if he can, yeah. than giving you one like that every three or four days. 
Um, so someone asked us the question of uh, seeing how Quantrill has gotten better over the season and Paddock has gotten worse over the season. Uh, is that a sign that Quantrill has a higher ceiling than Chris Paddock? My answer to that is absolutely not. Um, I really like Quantrill. You can go back and listen to this podcast. When Quantrill got called up, I looked through his numbers and I saw a guy who almost every start out was going to give you six innings and either two or three earned runs. And I said, I love a pitcher that can be that consistent. That's that's exactly what you want out of like a number four starter. Yeah. The guy is going to give you six innings and two or three runs, and you know that's what's going to happen. He's not going to get blown out. The bullpen's not going to have a, a long day ahead of it. You know what's coming. Paddock has way more potential than that. Totally agree. Yeah, that was uh, Omar Sanchez. He said, does Cal's ability to adjust and grow throughout the season compared to Paddock's current progression give him a higher ceiling going forward? I think the answer is absolutely not. I think Cal Quantrill's, and could the recency bias of me watching Cal Quantrill now give up six, now seven earned runs, uh, be impacting that quite possibly? But uh, I think Pat, I think. Quantrill's upside is to be a middle rotation starter, tops. Yeah. And no, I he... think he's more likely a back end. Yes. I th- I think he's a really solid number four starter. Um, and I-, I think all this season has shown me is that Quantrill is steady as a rock. He's not blowing anyone away. He's never going to be an ace-level pitcher ever, except for like a start here or there when people are like, wow, he's really got his stuff today. Um, but he is steady as a rock. Even giving up seven runs today, I'm, I'm going to sit here and say steady as rock, and that's exactly what you want in, at the back end of your rotation. Just don't kill the bullpen. To kill the or to kill this conversation, but to move to the next topic, what the Padres are doing with Chris Patrick is to just keep putting him out there. And I don't hate it in that they are going to get him to an innings count where next year they can open him up more and not feel like they're going to take the the quote-unquote Verducci leap that leads to injury, you know, and go from like 117 innings to 200 or 285. Uh, Is he at right now, 120-something? I think it's 117 and a third or something okay. like that. And the uh, rumors are that he might get shut down around 125. Hasn't that been the... the... I think that's what thought was thought, but yeah. it sounds more like they're just going to go, okay, what, there's basically five weeks left in the season? Just He'll let him get blown get up five, five more weeks. starts. Hopefully he gets better. If he gets completely blown apart again, two more starts in a row, they'll change their mind, I believe. Uh, quickly, Manny Margot tonight, as we record on a Tuesday night. Pegged in the head. And then immediately stole his 19th base of the year against one caught stealing. Last year it was something like 7-4-10 against or something like that. Margot, and we've... One of our questions, again, I like how we weave them in so we don't have to answer them all at the end, was about improvement in the outfield. Uh, what upgrades can be made in the outfield via free agency or trade? Hey, that's going to be a big reshuffling if that happens. Because right now, Margot is starting to look more like an answer in center field than he has at any point in the last two years. Absolutely. Renfro, on the other hand ever since being given the vote of confidence of having Franmil traded away, has just gone into the tank and has been terrible. I mean, he's been really, really bad. Yep. Uh, ever since, it's really bizarre. It's like you would just instinctively think that 
being given the full-time position and clearly winning the the battle, so to speak, would be a big boost. And instead, he's just gone the complete other way. It's like he feels the pressure that he won the competition, and now he, he's gone one for everything. It's not that weird. They they gave a huge vote of confidence in the form of a contract with big numbers attached to it to Will Myers, and he's stunk ever since. Like Some guys need that challenge and that that hunger in their stomach to win the competition and then as soon as they win it they they get kind of lost and it just doesn't work out but i i i can't my guess on renfro is it's a long season he's yeah, probably dinged down, up he's probably yeah. dinged up somewhere yeah um or maybe it's just you know maybe he's doing the machado thing and like oh i'm gonna Let's give like 65, 70%. I'll, you know. I want to keep disputing you every time you say that. I don't Show me any empirical evidence that Manny Machado is giving 65% right now. I He's turning him. in every single day. I want, what? He's turning up every single day. He's I playing. know. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I want him to play every day, yeah. and I want him to protect himself. And I feel That's like, what you want, but I mean, you don't actually see him not hustling out there. It's just he hasn't been hitting. Hmm. Eric Burns isn't exploding, so I know Manny's doing fine because he's got people watching him like a hawk for every time that there's a ground ball that he doesn't, that he jakes. I, I guess. I guess. I just, like, yeah, I'm probably pushing my own narrative on this because this is what I want him to be doing. Right. It's like, just take care of yourself. But, like, my understanding is, like, the reason Machado plays more games than anyone else in baseball is because he's smart about taking care of himself when he can. And now is a time when he can. So I hope that he is. Kelly Wallace, I hope you were listening. I was thinking of you while I was defending Manny. I wasn't. Uh, you go to hell. <laughs> I was not attacking Manny Machado. You were saying he was playing at 65%. I was saying I hope he's playing at 65%. I hope Taylor Trammell is playing at like 5% because he's hitting 199 in his last 10 games and Fran Mill's crushing it and... You know, I as That's you an know, Hedges stat line. I I know, and I I I admittedly have held on at least a little bit to the thought that the Padres definitely made themselves worse with the Fran Mill Reyes trade in the short term. I don't think that's even disputable. They made themselves worse. Although Naylor is is come up and played pretty well. Yeah. Um that would be the argument. Not against. an outfielder though. Yeah, but Trammell, they're trying to change his swing. They're trying to tweak him around. Hope this is going to work out. No reason. There's nothing to do except keep going, but I hope it's going to work out. All right. Let, let's get to uh, the remainder of our listener questions. Follow me at 619 Sports. Follow John at John M. Gennaro, spelled G-E-N-N-A-R-O. I'm a less yeah. exciting follow now that I've decided to stay out of Twitter drama. Well, that's not a bad thing. I just try and Certainly come up not. with something funny or clever, you know, once or twice a day. Uh, two Screws, who has a really angry-looking thing from the Emoji movie uh, as his avatar, or her avatar, or its avatar. Do you really see Andy going with AJ being there until... Tw what? Do you really see Andy going with AJ being here until 2021? I think he's arguing that Andy Green and AJ Preller are attached at the hip. Is that like Andy, I feel like, like he's he's putting AJ Preller as being the one on the hot seat and not Andy Green. No, I think what he's saying is like 
do you really think AJ Preller would fire Andy Green? If AJ is here, doesn't it mean that Andy will stay too? Basically saying like Andy is AJ's guy. And also what, I, I, this is where the second sentence of the tweet, I think he means manager when he says what incoming GM will be willing to take the job without bringing his own coach. That's where I feel like he's getting ready to Preller. But isn't it more of isn't he saying if Preller fires a new manager and brings in a new manager in 2020 and his contracts up in 2021, does the manager have more power than AJ at that point in the power structure? That's... Like if it was a Joe Madden or a. Not that he's leaving Cleveland, but a Tito Francona type, you know, right. uh, uh, a big name, Girardi, right. you know, right, a, 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 an alpha Don manager. Mattingly. God forbid, Don <laughs> fucking Mattingly. Jesus Christ, we want we want to be the just worst team ever. Don Mattingly is he still going? He's not still going. No, I think he's still the manager of the Marlins. Is he really? I think so. Well, hot diggity dog. Still not the worst manager in baseball. That's the guy who. That's um. Whoever's coaching the Phillies. That guy's off. At Reed Bouchard. Although much maligned, do you believe the Padres have the credibility cachet to sign Machado this year without the Hosmer signing the year prior? You know, it's a question I ask myself a lot. Like, could they have signed Machado without Hosmer? Um, I know some really, really smart connected people that say no that say it was really important that that they proved something with the Hosmer signing and even the Myers signing and it proved something to Machado to make him want to come here okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But logic tells you no one else offered this much money. Right. So as long as they were still offering more money than everyone else, it appears that they would have had a chance to sign them. Like, why did Machado sign here? More money than anybody else. Really good system, right? According to him, he's like, I love all the prospects that are coming up and the potential is really great. Right. None of that really has anything to do with Hosmer. If Machado was a Boris client, then I think this would be a reasonable discussion. Yeah, did did Boris come to the table and go, I can get you Machado if you get my guy Hosmer? You give me, you you take my Hosmer and I'm going to remember you down the road. And then down the road becomes, you know, and, and maybe that's still a dynamic in play, whether it's a Strasburg or whoever. Someone actually asked us if if the Padres could sign Strasburg this offseason, get him to opt out at D.C. and sign with the Padres because he's a Boris guy and he's a San Diego guy. Right. and. Okay, well, I'm willing to entertain that, certainly. Um, But personally, at Reed Bouchard, I feel like this is one of those narratives that whether it be the Padres, the Padres-influenced press, that they want you to swallow, that they want you to gobble because it's an excuse to put up with Hosmer year after year. So if I'm going to... uh, 100% true, and I 100% agree with you. If I'm to 
try and find any truth to this, that signing Hosmer somehow led to signing Machado. This is how I would logically do so. Scott Boris saying hot talent lava was a, at least in the baseball universe, a viral moment. It is entirely possible that Manny Machado had no idea that the Padres had a great farm system and tons of prospects coming up until he saw hot talent lava (laughs) all over the place. And then when it came time to sign, it was like, hey, the Padres are offering you more money than anyone. And he was going, well, I know they got a great farm system. Everyone heard Boris say hot talent lava. Like That was marketing that you probably couldn't buy. When we do the Padres movie a la Moneyball, right? then they'll have the scene shot from behind the shoulder of Manny in the Orioles clubhouse watching. Watching Hot Talent Love <laughs> on the TV. Absolutely. From Green Eyes Scott, potential issues, concerns at left field, right field, second base catcher and first base, center field not on lockdown, starting relief pitching up and down. Will they compete at all? Much less in 2020. So everywhere but shortstop and third. <laughs> yeah, we're good there. By the way, <laughs> questions at shortstop because that guy can't stay can't healthy. Can't stay healthy, damn it. Um, okay, Scott. They will compete at all. Yes. The Padres are on the path to being great. Will the Padres compete in 2020? There's wood to chop. There's work to do. This team's going to settle in to a 70-win-ish season. 70-something, the first number's going to be seven. And you're still going to need to take a 14-plus win jump to really be a contender next year. Is there a path to that? Tatis plays a full season. Machado ticks up a war or two. Urias maybe settles in. Maybe Mejia blossoms as a catcher. You've got some outfield options right now. Are some of them going to come around? Are some of those really legitimate questions? I think those are fair to ask. The Padres hope that they're going to get a new infusion from the minor leagues uh, in their starting pitching. And one thing that I definitely think, which is going to knock another question off this list here regarding Banuelos and whatnot, I do think that overall San Diego is well positioned to have a, a, and a strategy going forward for the next three-plus years of never having to pay a dollar on the free agent market for a relief pitcher. I do, think, I do think this is like, and it, it's hilarious how this works with the San Diego Padres. It seems like it's been this way for at least 20 years now, where every time they, they have like a bad bullpen, it's for one season. It's totally unexpected because you're like, the Padres always have a good bullpen. Right. And the next year, it's a monster bullpen, and they did nothing. Like, right. It's not like they went and got a bunch of free agents. It's just like, oh, we kind of figured it out by the end of this season, and next season we're ready. Like, it, yeah. for some reason, and I think it's because Balsley's a genius, and they just kind of let him run the bullpen his way. Like, if they ever have a down year with the bullpen— after that is like four of the most dominant bullpen years you've ever seen. And again, they don't have to spend a dime on it. And Andres Munoz looks amazing to me. Can I tell you, this is going to make me feel and sound old. I love Mun- Muno- I'm not Munoz. Gonna try. Munoz. Love him. Love watching him pitch. 
every time I watch him pitch, I'm like, you really want to do that to a 20-year-old arm? <laughs> like, what are the chances that when he's 35, he can lift the remote? You know what? I, you know what other 20-year-old I used to say that about? Francisco Rodriguez of the Anaheim Angels, who just like Munoz would fly around, and you go, "How, how are you doing that? You're going to fall apart." Did he ever fall? He, I mean, eventually he fell apart, but he never he really felt like he was 40, man. And he never really physically had any issues. No, he was good, and he just kept throwing that crazy fastball and slider. It's true. Just kept going. And he did come up when he was like 20, right? 21? Yeah, super young. It might have even been 19. 19. Yeah. Every time I watch him, just like, oh, man, throwing like that when you're 20. Like, you're you're not even fully developed when you're 20. Like, it just feels like it's a bad idea. Tweeting from her vacation, Liddy Lurie of the Hell's Bells podcast. And, by the way, crossing streams. Look for her and I doing a podcast about Amazon Prime's The Boys tomorrow on crossing streams. With Craig Elston. Uh, she asked Frankie Mejia, left fielder or kick-ass ball-smashing, triple-hitting, fast-bat-speeding catcher. We already discussed. It's going to be one or the other. I Again, I think in Oakland this would not be a discussion. I think in Tampa Bay this would not be a discussion. I think in a lot of smart organizations it wouldn't be always talking about what he's not. I think Hedges has an incredible press army that is always willing to pick at Mejia to bolster Hedges. And... I'm going to just sit on that stump for a little bit. I might be wrong, but I'll stay there. Uh, SD Fryer Girl, a few thoughts for the offseason. Upgrading the roster, looking for outfielders, catchers, and starting pitching. One possibility, what about Strasburg? Yeah, I mean, what would you more prefer, Cole or Strasburg? Cole. Cole, I agree. Uh, from Ian at Appreciated SD, do you see the Padres making big-time moves to compete in 2020? I think they make at least one big trade this offseason. You know, I'm going to I'm going to jump back to questions and and kind of split off here. If they're messing around, the 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 Francisco Mejia Austin Hedges thing, when you said Tampa and Oakland made me realize that like Tampa and Oakland have these types of problems, but they also have the DH. So they can take a guy like Mejia, and they can take a guy like Hedges, and they can go, you're going to split time, but Mejia's bat's going to be in the lineup every day, and people are going to be really happy about it. And it's fine. We don't have that option. Yet. If they're messing around with Francisco Mejia, left fielder, in 2020, if Andy Green is the manager in 2020... Better not be. Then they're not going anywhere. And I think they know that. And I think they know that there's no point in going out and signing a Garrett Cole until you actually know who's our left fielder and do we have faith in them? Who's our right fielder and do we have faith in them? Who's our catcher and do we have faith in them? Who's our ace pitcher and do we have faith in them? Like, until you, maybe not even an ace pitcher because you'd theoretically be getting one, but who's like, I don't think they, I don't think they really have liked what they've seen from Baez, which is bothers me because i actually like him um there hasn't been a lot of excitement around like more home as much as i thought there would be it's gone quiet about more home and so like people were like oh man these kids are going to come up they're going to impress in relief roles they're going to be right in the starting rotation next year and now no one's talking about that anymore um i think and somewhat rightly so i think the front office is going to look at this team in the offseason and go not yet now, granted, if they feel like they can get a good deal on someone like Cole or Strasburg or trade for someone, but 
Do you think trading for a corner outfielder right now is smart? When you have Myers and Renfro and Naylor and who knows what the hell's going on with Mejia and Taylor Trammell maybe is knocking right. on a door. Like, just doesn't feel smart to me. You can't trade for a first baseman. You kind of have to assume that what you're seeing from Urias in August is going to stick. Now, September will tell you more about that. Sure. But if he does it in September, too, I think you just got to go, well, he's a second baseman, and walk away from it and go, that's another another position we can just check off and go, we don't need a second well, baseman. I sure hope you're right. Catcher, they don't seem to know what they're doing. Like, I I think signing a Cole or Strasburg or even trading for a pitcher of that caliber certainly will be helpful, but I just don't think they're ready Here's the thing they have to do the most in the offseason. And this is my last comment to Ian and to the, to all of us. They need to change the manager. The Andy Green era is one of developing sadness, talking about what players are and aren't, wimpiness, getting trucked by good teams, teams that fade down the stretch. There needs to be a new infusion of energy. There's just no way that this group of young, influential players and a superstar like Manny and some veterans making big $20 million checks like Osmer and Myers are going to just walk into Peoria in February next year, look at Andy Green, and go, well, now we're ready. You know, it's going to be like, well, here we go again. Green's not going to be the manager of the great Padres team. I, I'm... I feel very confident in saying that. So one of the biggest things they could do is make a manager change because it could lead to all kinds of players taking off as they start to develop and play better because they're not listening to Little Martin anymore. You you could see significant jumps in production from Myers, which would be crucial. Like, if they're going to compete next year, they need Myers to be a two-war player. Sure. You could see Renfro go back to what he was the first half of this year plus a little after the trade deadline. Um, you could see a sorting out of the catching position, either Hedges getting better, Mejia solidifying his role as starter, or both. Um, absolutely. You Think could, going from Ron Gardenhire or whoever to Rocco Baldelli in Minnesota. Yeah. And the change that's happened. Look at how Alex Cora, admittedly with an amazing lineup, maybe it's not a fair comparison, but, but these young he, managers, A.J. Hinch. Here's the thing. They went... From Bruce Bochy to Bud Black. Step down. Bud Black to Pat Murphy. Step <laughs> down. Yeah. Yeah. Fun, though. Pat Murphy to Andy Green. And I saw someone, like, I think it was the Gwintelligence podcast, accurately argue that's a step down from Pat Murphy to Andy Green. Because at least Pat Murphy, like, stood up for himself in a way that Andy just doesn't seem to. Um, there hasn't been a playoff... I mean, here's the thing. They haven't been to the playoffs since Bruce Bochy, right? Bud Black... Wait. Bud never made No, the that's right. First year was Game 163, wasn't they, it? The last time the Padres were in the playoffs, Bruce Bochy was their manager. Wow. Think about that. 
Bruce Bochy, who's going to have like his jersey retired by the Giants for winning three World Series in the last eight years or ten years or whatever it's been, he was the manager. So they haven't had a manager that has been at the level of like, this guy's good enough to get us to the playoffs since Bochy, and Andy Green ain't it. And so I agree with you that the point in which I start believing that like we're one piece away, we're two pieces away, the big move is coming because the big move is going to be when they package up a bunch of prospects that I said they, they're going to swallow and go, we don't care if these guys are good, we're making this move right. for now. Right. That's going to happen when they believe they're one or two pieces away. Yes. They're not going to believe that as long as Andy Green is sitting in that seat. And it's a fascinating question that we can chew on in the remainder of our Dog Days podcasts, that if you bring in that alpha oh, dog manager now... Sorry, Margot just made a beautiful... He robbed a home run in center field. He's a good player, man. He's starting to figure it out. Uh, does that undermine A.J. Preller's power structure in the organization? And when does Preller demand a contract extension? Does he demand it before he signs a new manager? It's kind of a fascinating thing to think about on a different episode. We've gone long enough. It was great. We had a lot to talk about after a week off. And we'll be back next week to do it again. We'll make the Padres great again sometime in the next decade. Milky of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. Progressive presents an interview with your upstairs neighbor. Hey, it's Rick from upstairs. Yeah, I take it seriously. When I play R&B at one in the morning, that's me saying, hey, I'm here for you. And I enjoy repetitive bass lines. I only use expired batteries in my smoke detectors. <laughs> nice, right? Yeah, upstairs neighbors help people forget their troubles. Give them something else to focus on. Ooh, want to see how high I can jump? Progressive can't save you from your upstairs neighbor. No, wait, let me try again. But we can save you money when you bundle renters and auto insurance with us. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. 
Warriors star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.